KW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Knuckle up again. Make me want to dance. You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. <laughs> Hello, Beans. This is Dave. And Hello. Don't judge me. Welcome. Something new for you today. New segment. We got Lydia Peaver on, and we're going to talk about an old favorite of mine, scary, eerie, atmospheric horror movie from the 1970s, Let's Scare Jessica to Death. And we definitely probably gave this movie a little more credit than it's worth, but it's definitely worth a visit, I'll say, if you're into the atmospheric horror movies. Um, and it's a new segment for, uh, for KWR as well. Um, horrific reviews with Dave and Lydia, with many other titles that are, we're currently digesting and throwing out there, but... Um, and take a shot at this and stick around for a critical mass with Jonathan Puppet. Always an interesting one when he rants. And I'm going to play a song right now from a band on the Electronic Saviors anthology. Called, uh, the band is called Massive and Mensch. And I really dig this tune. It, yeah, alright, it is industrial for you guys that are, uh, and girls that have something against industrial. However, this one has a lot of, a lot of rock and vibes to it, we'll just say. It's fun. Alright, stick around. Later. Black atmosphere, two hours in the silence, felting ships. Yeah. 
Schwarz gleitet die Phänomene durchs All. Dieses Meer von Sternen, Fragen und tiefschwarzer Unendlichkeit. sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I started getting a bunch of text messages. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's alright. Let me lower that. Oh, man. Alright, so. We just watched... Uh, let's go into this correctly. Uh, let's scare mm-hmm. Jessica to death. Something is after Jessica. Something very cold. Something very wet. And something very dead. John Mm -hmm. was John D. Hancock, writer and director, starring Zora Lampert, known as the Goya Oboya girl (laughs) from the 70s into the 80s. You probably maybe you didn't get those commercials. 
No, no, I didn't. You weren't missing much. <laughs> so, you watch this thing. I forced you to watch it anyway. Well, w- willingly. I watched it willingly. Not at gunpoint. No. Okay, so, tell me what you thought. I liked it. I wasn't scared by it. No? At all. No, no. I, I don't... Um, I was looking at some of the user reviews just as it ended on Internet Movie Database, and that's the only place it seems to get really good reviews, like consistently good reviews. Okay. And um, it was a lot of people saying how scared they were and how scary it was and how they were scared when they watched it 30 years ago and they're right. still scared of it now, and I'm like, well, it's good, but it wasn't scary. No, well, 30 years ago. Again, I, I was a young kid when I saw it, but... It, it, it was all about like just the sounds very low budget movie atmospheric but you know what their sound editing was pretty top notch for the time it was and i'm surprised that i hadn't seen it because it is like by today's standards sure i made fun of one bad edit between characters and there's a few things that you know are, are left to be desired but my mom was a connoisseur of these sorts of movies especially good ones and i'm shocked i'd never seen this Right. Well, no, you know, it was on like late at night. I would be the only person up at a sleepover and it'd be, it would, it would be on. And as a young kid, just that scene in the water. I mean, I don't know how many times I swam in lakes and in the ocean, whatever. The last thing you want to see is somebody coming up underneath, you know, at you at that point. That, that was a lasting scene, a lasting quality. But the, the point was the voices in her head, just how quiet and serene everything was, but it was all in her head, everything. Um, in the end, I, I guess, should we do spoilers? Um, I don't know. We can talk around them and be vague or... Because the movie's vague. So what do you think? I mean, was it happening or wasn't it? I don't know. Right. And I I love ambiguous endings. I love ambiguous film like that, but it's almost too ambiguous. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And also, too, seeing it as an adult now, there's a third uh, possible... We were joking about pesticide. You <laughs> pesticided. <laughs> right? Yeah, she got pesticided. Good. They were all, <laughs> oh my God. I don't. All those people could have not existed. She could have just walked out there, ate that first apple <laughs> instead of not eating it. And she's just been on a crazy acid trip since. So they, they left it up to the, the, the person watching the movie to decide, even back then. I, I, there are three ways it can go. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, it depends. Like, I don't know. The vampirism, sure, okay. Everything's real. Everything's really real. She's not even that crazy. The house is haunted. They had a seance. And there's a vampire in town that doesn't have teeth, that can walk Mm. in the daylight. Sure. I'll suspend disbelief, and that's one possible scenario. (laughs) But it's still out of whack. Emily the hippie. Oh, I love her. (laughs) She was a good actress, though. You know, like, uh, there was something creepy about her, even not being creepy. (laughs) Yeah, even just the shape of her face is is beautiful, but too beautiful. And then she's talking about going to school, so she looks a lot younger than she is, apparently. And just, I don't know. And yeah, looking like that girl in the photo, so she's hundreds of years old, right? Right, right. I was laughing at your Simon and Garfunkel comment, and I was thinking more Simon and Simon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How about the daylight night shot that they were all famous for? I, was that by mistake, or is that something that they just couldn't afford to do? I think it was something that they did by mistake. I really do, but I can see uh, people do it all the time. We do it here 
shooting films. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to say they think they had it right, but they just didn't quite. It's still a cool. I, I don't know if you caught that one, um, the, the sunrise scene with the, over the lake with the mm-hmm. mist. That was a really cool shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they had its high points. But the whole point, like the voices in her head and that whole liar, liar, when she's like trying to fool herself and the desperation in her character, trying to be comfortable in her scenario, and yet everything is against her. <laughs> yeah, and she plays that really well. Like I was saying, it seems they've almost cast a really self-aware schizoid personality. That's what you said, yeah. Because <laughs> she did it almost too well, Um having known as many schizophrenics and seeing them in, in an episode, um, she just reacted. She was really on point as an actress then. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you reacted to something I said um, about one, some of my favorite horror movies and even like sci-fi movies and fantasy monster movies always revolve around that, that, that scene of a boat going on its way to an island. You know, God knows what's going to happen to some mysterious madness that's going to happen on this island but you got this boatload of people just on their way there it just sets the whole journey up and into the imagination of what's going to happen and this island is this isolated place it goes back to king kong and things like that but i, I always like that the isolation isolationism is that even a word uh, of that yeah it should be a word it sounds it like a word, a word but so yeah let's make it a word it rem- yeah poof <laughs> <laughs> Um, it reminded me of, of course, the opening scene of Friday the 13th 2, where she wakes up in a nightgown in a boat. A nightgown in a boat is even worse than just in a boat. A lot of movies end with the boat. Like, this one begins and ends with the boat. But, like, uh, what was I saying? Boat. I've, oh, something about a female in a nightgown in a boat yes. is ten times scarier because that just doesn't happen you know two dudes in a boat people fleeing in a boat that happens but uh a scared lone girl in a nightgown in a boat mm. definitely many things wrong with that right even if they find her like that they're gonna they're gonna question her sanity right there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 well i the, did you ever ask yourself why i asked you to watch this movie did you even think about that yeah, it's either that you think I'm nuts or because you thought I'd like all that beautiful farmhouse scenery. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it with the farmhouse. Yeah, it was a lot of those um, machinery in the uh, in the fields and stuff like that. Those scenes really reminded me of my grandmother's house, the inside of the house and the attic and things like that. Old pictures. Oh, definitely. That same old picture, that frame. Ah. Ours wasn't silver, and I don't think theirs was either because it would have weighed a ton. Um, yeah, we still have frames like that with images like that. Um, my uncle has them now. Uh, the only thing we didn't have is a swimming hole, so I'm, I'm jealous <laughs> that they were in Connecticut and <laughs> we had nowhere to swim. Of course, the uh, dead mole that looked more like a, a mouse. Actually, the the, the whole mole-mouse scene, mm-hmm. if you notice when the mole was dead or mouse was dead it did actually look like a mole at that point <laughs> it did it did and they i'm, killed I'm a not real sure <laughs> like did they have a, a mole and they had to reshoot the scene with a mouse or something <laughs> they just couldn't show them killing it i guess it was 1971 you know yeah. I, I don't know what the rules were back then i was around for it but uh, about eight years later <laughs> yeah no seriously i don't I, I don't know what the rules were at all there seemed to be a little more not animal cruelty. I'm not going to say there was animal cruelty in 
films when we were younger, but right. maybe the rules were looser, or maybe they found a dead mouse. <laughs> I mean, it's a farm. They could have found a dead mouse. It was weird. Um, what people don't get it, like with this movie, is uh, why I watch it. And um, sometimes you watch things so that you learn not to make the same mistakes or take something. You could take something like that and make it better. Um, the movie's eerie; it has an eerie sense to it. The, the, that works in 1971. I was one years old when it came out, um, mm. but you know, I saw it when I was ten. It was eerie. Uh, there's things I wouldn't change, but there's so much to that you can learn from it. Do you ever take something, like you watch a really bad movie and learn from it and take it from there? Definitely. Um, Don't Look in the Basement mm. is, I think it's probably around the same year. Um, the cool part with that movie is that it's in the public domain for some kooky reason. I don't know why, Another but it one. is. Yeah. And it's free to be remade, everybody in the world and mm-hmm. I, I i do this call out to filmmakers regularly um <laughs> yeah you did that but, last time too <laughs> yep and i will keep doing it because <laughs> someone needs to redo it it's a wonderful movie it's got the same sort of idea like it's uh, a really cool atmosphere it's got a really cool hooks it's got a really cool story and it's a timeless story and maybe it's it's maybe a little cliche but nothing wrong with that but it was just not that it was shot so long ago it was shot with zero budget or it was shot with bad film or it was shot with low lighting or not good lighting or terrible actor you know something like that but same sort of thing there's so many things on point in these two films i'd just love to see it given proper treatment yeah i agree Mm -hmm. this could be done this could be redone and done so much better now there's so much you can do with it and again, mm-hmm. there's three different ways you can take it, and that's kind of what I like. You know, you, you could play with it and make your your own. Um, the, what I like about movies like this too, um, like Mothman and The Shining, you always feel like there's some somebody looking over your shoulder while you're watching it. Like there's some there's some great evil overseer, and you don't know what's happening here. With this one, it could be in her head, whatever the hell. But um, just I love that feeling of being watched while you're watching a movie, and that's what I liked about. This was one of the earlier ones to do that. I think. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think. they did that. You like Mothman, right? I haven't seen it. Oh my god, you have to see that. I was going to watch it uh, the other day, but then I got distracted with, oh, Hansel and Gretel. Um, wait, the band or the movie? The movie. The new one? Yeah. Is it good? Uh, it's an Asylum release, so uh, it's, okay. it's an Asylum film. <laughs> I don't know. It's not terrible. But... Action flick, right? More or less, but it's, I don't know, it's good. I, I like the the old witch in the candy house and the gingerbread house type yeah, girl. Yeah. She's pretty good, yeah. All right, I did want to see that. Yeah, it's worth it. All right, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, as far as uh, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, would you recommend this to friends? Definitely, and in fact, I'm going to recommend it to the same person who had recommended to me don't look in the basement because it's right up his alley and he knows filmmakers. And if any filmmakers are listening, then they should remake those movies. No, I, um, I, I would recommend it to him and some people in gender studies that I know Ali Ahmad here in Ottawa runs a women in horror film class, monstrous feminine at Carleton university and one of her co-counterparts, one of her students, 
um, I know it's not one of her students, but either way, um, Amy Vosberg is studying this as well, women's role in horror. And I think it's it has a lot to say about hysterics. I'm no gender studies graduate, but I think that they hit a lot of these these tropes in hysterical women and these gothic women. Hmm. Yeah, girl alone suffering some sort of madness, the men around her just kind of poo-pooing everything she does or says, right. or enabling it, one of the two. I'd love to recommend it to them and see what they have to say. Cool. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm into that, man. Uh, on that note, too, uh, we're going we're going back a little bit here. That one scene, if we're, you know, go back in history a bit, I, I shouldn't say too much, but there's a boat scene, very reminiscent of, uh, except it was before uh, Friday the 13th. You recognize mm-hmm. that for what it was, right? Yeah. And it was yeah. about five, six years prior to the original Friday the 13th. Um, it wasn't as creepy, obviously, but there was something to that. Do you think they took that scene from this one, or is that just coincidence? They might have. It might be coincidence. I don't know. That's yeah, one of those things you'd to have say. to really ask. Yeah, you'd have to straight up ask uh, someone, or to go like go digging through interviews and see if they've ever referenced it. Right. Um, because it is really, really similar. Very similar as an ending scene. And mm-hmm. the, the one quote I would take from this movie uh, would be, this fairy isn't running for you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I knew you would. I knew you would. What, what, do you, what do you take from that? Was that just, again, in her head, or is there something more to that? Well, that mirrors the first time that you really notice the townspeople are, mm-hmm. are against them or there's something wrong with the townspeople was another line really similar um, where they're like, hey, is there an antique store around here? And they said, well, if there was, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Well, thanks. Exactly. Thanks right. a lot. Yeah, I knew you had a problem with that. My problem with that was that the dude was from uh, New York City, and he didn't like the smell of pizza, so he left. <laughs> like, no, no. Listen, I've been out of New York. I'm from New York. It's been 20 years. I still miss that real smell of pizza. You don't leave for that reason. Yeah. yeah. Moron. <laughs> <laughs> No, he had he had another real reason, I'm sure. Yeah, I hope. I know. So. I was looking up like the name of the and one of the the antiques shop was the Black Whale, and I'm like, there's got to be some deeper meaning, you know? right? So googling it like a maniac trying to find out. And Anything? no, I was thinking maybe that was his the subtext reason why he left New York. You know, no. Yeah, pizza. Uh, <laughs> he didn't like the smell of it. They put a pizza parlor next to his apartment or whatever his shop. You know, oh, man, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, lies. lies. Yeah. All lies. I thought it was funny that you were like, oh, I like this guy. And then, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, immediately, yeah. As soon as I was like, yeah, he's really cool. I want to see more of that. Oh, yeah. Well. Interesting, though. It, it, one thing I noticed, too, ah, we shouldn't give this away, but it wasn't bite marks that if there was vampirism or in her head vampirism, it wasn't bite marks. You noticed that, right? It was no, yes, I did notice something that. Something else. We won't but give that away. She hangs out in the daylight, so I mean, right. she can do whatever she wants now. Right, right. I mean, I'll let her do that, sure. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, Dave and Lydia on uh, "Let's Scare Jessica to Death" seventy-one. Not a classic, but definitely up from the depths. I think. Definitely, yeah. Just underappreciated. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, next time you pick the movie. I will. I will. Maybe it'll be like, "Don't look under this." 
or yeah, don't look in the basement. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll find my copy. Just let me know. Uh, well, I want to I want to hit these eighty eight and eighty nine minute movies, right? Because I like the length of this movie. That's one thing I really like. It's not a two hour epic of right. this. If it was any longer, it might get a little bit tiring. I agree. Yeah, you can only have atmosphere and eerie and weird sounds for so long. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, what was this rehearsal you were doing today? We'll leave on this note right here. Uh, you were rehearsing for something before uh, before we did this. So we're leaving on this note or we've already left and this yeah, is ironic? We're both. I'm just curious because uh, you said rehearsing. I don't know what you're rehearsing. Yeah, it's a burlesque show that I'm in tomorrow night. Okay, well, you want to hype it up even though they're going to hear this much later. <laughs> Because um, that's the cool part, is that I'm in this burlesque show. I've told pretty much nobody. I think I've told four people. Yeah, well, they won't They won't hear this for two weeks. So Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So two weeks ago, I was in a burlesque show that I told absolutely nobody about. That's awesome. And it went brilliantly. <laughs> I heard amazing things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you did. I, I, and there's the photos and the films are awesome. Well, at least now I... I really hope they will be. Yeah, I'm no burlesque dancer. That's a fact. I was doing some um, like costuming and R and D and helping with choreography with two friends of mine, and one of them ended up having a prior engagement, so I had to step in, and here we are. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, thanks for that input, and um, yeah. we'll talk about more. Oh, well, I guess we'll talk about that some other time. Um, I mean, after it happens. <laughs> Or not, depending. <laughs> Before. It went brilliantly. Well, just, that'll go down forever. Now it's on the record that it went brilliantly. Just fantastic. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, this next time um, you pick the movie, I think you already did, let me know and uh, we'll do this thing. Yeah, maybe that. Or, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take a good look at a list. And if I can't come up with one, it'll be uh, Don't Look in the Basement. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Hey. Okay, see ya. Good luck on that show. <laughs> uh, I'll break legs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. I know you will. All right, good night. Thanks, see you. Bye. Yeah, it's gonna be real wicked. Hey everybody, um, now I know Mr. Fairhead watched Let's Scare Jessica to Death and they were talking about that movie, but you know what, I need to talk about the movie that affected me as a child. When I was in, I went to a Camp Barry in Maryland and I was exposed to Friday the 13th. Now I'm 11 years old, you know, I'm still, you know, going through, you know, stuff the kids go through and I didn't know what I was getting into, so they put us in a bunk, it's all dark in there. And then, you know, I watched the movie. It was scary. Yeah, I remember Kevin Bacon, you know, through the, through the, uh, was Kevin Bacon the first one? I don't know. But I remember Kevin Bacon getting the knife through his throat in one of them. But the thing was at the end, you know, you think the movie's all over. The girl's in the water and she's just peddling the water a little bit and going, ah. And you're just very happy. You're like, ah. And then Jason comes out of the water and grabs her and throws her and throws her into the water. If I didn't get 25 feet off that goddamn bed, that wasn't high. That, that, I'm not exaggerating. I flew. And that's what I talk about. I talk about, we talk about the movies that scared the living crap out of us. And I talk about movies because, you know, okay, I know we're talking about the 70s, but a movie that I was thinking about, I was thinking, you know, Mr. Fairhead, David said, hey, come on and talk. 
I want to talk about a movie. A movie that scares me is a movie that causes you to give your girlfriend a bloody nose. Candyman. Now, I know Candyman was not a movie that, you know, people remember. And I know we're talking the 90s and I'm going way ahead right now. But Candyman, there was a scene or something. And I just, I, 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 I get the Jimmy hands. And the Jimmy hand went and I whacked her in the nose. I drew blood. To me, that's a good horror flick. They don't make them like that anymore. Like Halloween, the original Halloween. Halloween 2, I remember watching when I was home on a Monday night at like 9 o'clock at night. I didn't put all the goddamn lights on. It scared the crap out of me. That's what I love about a good horror flick. The, the, the original, uh, uh, I'm thinking Johnny Depp, I'm, I'm, I'm a, the, the Freddy Krueger movie. That first, that's a scary goddamn movie. You know what? I'll tell you, even if you want to go back a little bit, Psycho scared, the Psycho scared the crap out of me. That shower scene. You know what? These have effects on me. But I'll tell you, if we're talking about the ones, the moments that the moment that stuck in my head, stuck in my head was the Friday the 13th, Jason popping out of the water. And I'll tell you, Michael Myers scares the crap out of me. Just scares the crap out of me. So, you know what? They don't, I don't know. I know Rob Zombie's making the movies now and they've remade the Halloweens and they've done all these other ones and they've done, I know what you did. I don't know if that was really scary, but they're not really as scary. You need a scary villain. You need to keep all the lights on in the house. You got to be where you're going to almost wet your pants. You got to be like, you know, you're walking around. Oh, oh, okay. You know, you know, it's kind of a scary movie. You know, when you first time you see, I know people don't call it a horror flick, but Jaws. I want to tell you a funny, crazy story about Jaws. When I was uh, a friend of mine, took me to the Cape with a Cape and we, uh, we drove out and they had the boat from Jaws. It was 300 feet off the, uh, out on the water. It was in a, like on a buoy. And I, uh, my friend was said, I'll give you 500 bucks. So you swim to it, swim to it and touch it. I'm like, it's two o'clock in the goddamn morning. I'm not swimming out there, but I'll tell you, I still go in the water now. And if I, I was on, I was on jet ski in Hawaii and I fell off and I thought about Jaws and I, I hyperventilated. I had to get back on. So Jaws to me still has an effect on me. That's, they don't make movies like that anymore, man. They don't make movies that, that makes, that makes a 43 year old man, Going out on a freaking boogie board or surfing, falling off and thinking, you know, a shark's going to come up and eat my, eat my leg off. These are things that keep me up at night. So now, now I'm going to have nightmares tonight about Friday the 13th, or I'm going to be thinking about, you know, Michael Myers, and I'm going to think, you know, they don't make them, or Psycho. Like, when I take a shower, I'm going to think somebody's going to come through and stab, 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 stab me. You know, the thought just popped in. Bates Motel, the, the remake, the show, it's all right. It's all right, not that scary. But so that's what I'm saying, man. You know, you you got these horror flicks, man, and they're just not, they don't scare you. Like, they don't put the, the fear of God in you. And that's what I like. I like the fear. I like the fear of things. I like to go to bed at night and I can't fall asleep right away. I hear a noise and I think someone's going to come and attack me. That's what I feel. So I hope uh, if you all get a chance to listen to this and think of the things that scared the crap out of you. Like what movie really got you freaked out, got you going? Because there was a lot of them, you know? I mean, that's the problem, man. I can't think of any movies recently that scared, you know, you know that scared the crap out of me. I mean, Jaws and, and Friday the 13th and Halloween, there's not too much out there. So I just want to tell you now that I'm a little afraid again. My mouth's getting a little dry and I'm thinking, you know, maybe tonight I'm not going to sleep as well as I want to sleep tonight because Mr. Fairhead made me talk about movies from my childhood that kept me up all night and, and made me think that somebody was going to come and stab me or, you know, stab my brother or stab my family. And, 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 and I'm not happy right now. So I hope everybody has a really good night. And I, I really can't talk about it anymore. I, I, I got to go because I, I'm getting a little scared and I, I really don't want to talk anymore. So uh, th that's all I got to say right now.
have some Nutella, okay? Okay, well, that settles that. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cat production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.